Welcome to the meeting after the meeting, everyone. I am your host, David O. Carly R. <laughs> I was third last time. Well, see, I'm, I'm letting ladies go first, you know? Well, then so, tell me that. Well, it should have been a... It, you should have, you know, known I was a gentleman. And, uh... But... He's a total dick. He is not a gentleman. David, um... And Eric you, V. You stumbled. Moving on. Can I just critique you a little bit? You stumbled in that intro a little bit. We're gonna keep it. We're I know. Keep it. But yeah, it sounds more organic. Yeah, I mean, it, just, it makes it. it we're, we're human. I'll, we're humans, I'll, not robots. I'll give you Eric. Notes after. Oh so god. Wait, we'll so get I out go. Your red pen. I go after David now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because fuck Eric. <laughs> anyway, we are to we are joined today by our lovely repeat guest, Jexy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I'm going to do our three intro questions. As f- I want your answers as fast as possible. Oh, dude. What? Like, Jaxie, dude. where are you from? I'm from New Jersey. When were you first introduced to recovery? Uh, I was introduced as a kid, but I started uh, being really involved when I got clean on November 6, 2012. So how long have you been clean? Uh, what is that? November will be seven years. I mean... Nice. Wait, 2012? Eight years. Yeah. Eight years. I skipped skipped the whole year. I think I say this every time. We'll both have eight years in November. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you say you're November 6th? Yeah. I'm November 26th. Crazy. How about that? Crazy. (laughs) What were you going to say, Eric? I don't remember. Good. Go ahead. All right, Jexy, what are we going to be talking about today on our on our meeting after the meeting? Uh, so we're going to be talking about Tradition 7. And for anybody Do I out need there... To say what it is? Yes, let, it, <laughs> let, let the viewers know. Uh, so Tradition 7 is that uh, groups need to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Perfect. All right, well, give us your experience and then we'll discuss. Mm. Okay, fantastic. Um, so it's so funny because I say this every time that I'm on when we talk about traditions that like usually traditions sound like they're going to be the most boring conversations, but they really lead to the most exciting so. uh, like experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so like mo- most of the time, like when you talk about things that are happening in the rooms of Narcotics Anonymous, the real good, like, gossipy kind of situations that really require, like, people to talk through problems have to do with traditions mm-hmm. and not with step work, right? Like, step work's a personal thing you do for yourself and with your sponsor, but traditions affect everybody. And, you know, it wasn't until I got involved in service, and it says that in our readings, right? Mm-hmm. It's not until we get involved with service that we realize, like, personal recovery depends on NA unity, and that unity depends on how well we follow our traditions. Mm-hmm. And it... it I didn't really get that until I was involved in service. And so um, I've shared before, but when I was in my old area down in Southern Maryland, I was on the, I was our area's public relations chair for a couple of years. And so we were a pretty rural area. And so when things would come up with groups or issues, um, I would get called and they'd be like, hey, can you come check out this group, see what's going on? And so I had some really interesting experiences. and. I got to see firsthand what happens 
when Tradition 7 isn't followed. Mm -hmm. And I've also gotten to see how people misinterpret Tradition 7. I'm going to say some stuff in a little bit that's going to sound really controversial when it yes. comes to like paying rent for buildings <laughs> and stuff that people aren't going to like, but it's reality. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but I'll say that in a second. But first, I'm going to tell you about my experience. So there was a group, uh, there was a, a local church who the, the I don't remember exactly what type of church. I, I was raised Jewish, so... Uh, it was like the pastor, the really? priest, or whoever the leader of the church. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> dad, it's just new information. Catholic. My mother's Jewish, so oh. I was raised Jewish, but I celebrate Christmas. You know, one of those. <laughs> Rad. Um, Best of both worlds. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> so, um, so this the leader of the church. He was the one that the police station called when there was an overdose. Uh, specifically an overdose death. Mm -hmm. And they would bring a priest or pastor, pastor, whatever he was, with them when they would go deal with the families. He was often on calls. And so because he saw overdose death firsthand, and we had a really big, uh, you know, opioid problem in the area, mm -hmm. we had a lot of death. And because he saw it, he wanted to do something in his own church. And so he had heard that Narcotics Anonymous had had some success with people. He knew people in his uh, congregation were involved. And so he wanted to have an NA meeting uh, in the church, which is really a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. um, and so... And so... Um, Wait, Jexy, can I ask he, you a question? Do they, yeah. have, do they have, like, recovery meetings in Hebrew? You know, I don't know. Um... I would assume that somewhere I mean, probably, they do. Yeah, like in Israel, they probably do. Yeah. That would make sense. I didn't really, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's places I mean, they do. Shut up, Eric. Do, get that, don't look at me like that. I am going to look at you like that. <laughs> you know, it was a stupid thought, do, okay? Do they have, do they have recovery Shh. meetings in Spanish? No, I mean, maybe they do. That's essentially what they you do, just you know? <laughs> I, I hate myself for asking do that they question. they have recovery meetings in Spanish in Maryland, right? Yes, I would assume so. They have them at the, the, they have them at the <laughs> Serenity Center. It's okay. It's I'm right. just saying. It, shit, can never we mind. go to one? Go continue, Jack. What? Can we go to one Spanish-speaking meeting? Yeah, they have them at the Serenity Center. Yeah, and we would. What, 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 how would I say? Uh, I don't know. I took German in high school. I don't know. Anyway, continue, Jaxie. Yeah, okay. Mayamo so, David. That's what it would be. Sorry. <laughs> so their idea was that they were going to have like multiple types of recovery meetings. They were going to have an AA meeting, an NA meeting, a Hebrew meeting, a Naranon meeting, and you know, an Al-Anon meeting, like all these different meetings all at one time in the same building, right? Mm -hmm. Which is generally a pretty cool idea. Um, and so, but I got a call because people were going to this meeting and saying that the church was requiring that they pray before the meeting. Ooh. And that the whole meeting was not following traditions and that things were a mess, right? So I got called. I even, no joke, somebody actually recorded the meeting oh. to play it for me, to show me how they were violating traditions. And mm -hmm. I was like, you're out of your mind. That's violating traditions. You can't record a meeting. Yeah. I'm going, you've already, I already told you I'm going to go and check it out. I don't need you to violate traditions to show a meeting violating traditions, right? <laughs> Yeah. You're recording people at a meeting. That's two, yeah, two wrongs do not make a so right. It was a, exactly. And people were really upset. So I went to this meeting, and I guess word had gotten out that I was going to go, right? So the church knew I was coming, and the meeting people knew I was coming, and I don't know who told them I was coming, but I, whatever. Who cares, right? I'm just a person. 
So I went, and I went early enough to check out what this prayer thing was. And as it turns out, like, the prayer thing wasn't the problem. What they did was is they had a prayer session from, like, 6.30 to 7. It was a completely separate thing. In fact, if you walked into the building, there was a big sign that said, any meeting to the right. And the prayer thing was to the left, right? It was in no way connected. After this prayer thing they did, they said, hey, just so you know, we have some recovery meetings that are happening now. You can check our board to see which ones are available in case you feel like you would want to go to one. So they were like two separate things. Yeah. So that wasn't even the problem, right? So I sit through this meeting and I realized that the group name is a name that the church picked and it was some religious name. And the church wanted to have control over the meeting. No. Um, they wanted to, they wouldn't let the group provide its own coffee. They wanted one coffee pot for everybody. Um, they wouldn't let what? the group pay rent. They wouldn't, you know, it, yeah, it was like all of these different things, right? And the people who were running the meeting had been to some NA meetings, but weren't really familiar with NA. Mm-hmm. So they didn't know that this stuff was wrong. So I went and I talked to the chairperson and they had a lot of people. You know, they have like a good amount of people at this meeting and they were people who came because they felt comfortable with the church. And so they needed help. And this was their first experience with NA, which is good that they're getting the people, but bad if they're not under the things aren't being done right. Yeah. So I, I listened to the whole meeting. I participated. I just an active person of the meeting. I didn't like give dirty looks or anything. And I went up to the people after the meeting and I said, Hey, you know, I, I introduced myself. I, I, and said, you know, I wanted to kind of, anytime there's a new meeting, especially one that maybe doesn't understand how things are, are supposed to work in, in our, our traditions, you know, I'm here to help. I'm here to help you guys get your feet on the ground. And they were so relieved because they didn't want to do something wrong. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know. Well, in the middle of the conversation, the woman, there was a woman who was like a representative from the church who was like the one coordinating all this comes storming in the room, screaming her head off at yeah, me. Yeah, Karen to the rescue. To take something <laughs> from them. Yeah. And I was like, and so luckily the people who were running the meeting stopped her and said I wasn't coming to like rant on their parade, right? Like I was coming to help. Mm-hmm. And so I had explained the traditions, right? And we went through things because what ended up happening months later is like for a while the church said, okay, we'll stay away. We'll take a couple dollars for the coffee. Um, they didn't want groups having their own coffee because they didn't want to have, it was more for cleanup reasons, right? Well, fine. Yeah. So we'll just pay you, we'll pay you for it, you know? Um, but I came in one day and the church hadn't been happy with something. They realized they were kind of losing control. And so the church called the business meeting. Mm-hmm. And at that point I had to go again and say, as the church, you can't do that. And look, if you want to have a recovery meeting, you can have one. It just can't be an A. In fact, there's groups like Celebrate Recovery that are all religious based. Like there are 12 step program that are, that are a lot of churches have um, because they like having some sort of control over how they work. There's a lot of programs you can have that work that way. And, you know, it, it ended up being a constant, like, thorn because it was this battle, right? Yeah. But, you know, I tried to explain that something as little as the church giving us cups, you know, the church giving that group access to coffee and cups made them feel like they had a right to have a say mm-hmm. in the meeting. Yeah. And that's why being fully self-supporting really matters because if we, if we're, if a, any organization feels like we owe them, 
then it feels like they have a right to have a say. And when you have someone who says, well, we want, you know, we want the pastor to come in at the end of the meeting to like, give a sermon. Like, we can't have that. No. Right? But if we're not having a clear separation between what is NA and what isn't, it doesn't work. And it becomes a real problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, moving forward, one of the, and that's like an extreme example of the seventh tradition being a problem, like, like why we need it. Yes. You know, on smaller aspects, I also very regularly see the seventh tradition pulled up as a way to try and, you know, like shame a group. Um, our group, when I was in Maryland, my home group, we had our uh, meeting in a community center. And mm-hmm. now the community center would not accept money. They didn't accept money from anybody. Anybody in the entire community could book their rooms for whatever you wanted, birthday parties, events. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it didn't cost anything. As long as you were one of the people who was running it was a member of the, of the county, you didn't pay. They didn't have a way to take money. And I remember my area was like really upset that all the meetings in our county weren't paying rent. And they were saying that we were violating the seventh tradition. And I had to explain to them that that's not what the seventh tradition means. Nowhere in the seventh tradition does it says a group has to pay a facility financial rent. Mm -hmm. It's not said anywhere. In fact, if you check the public relations handbook, it specifically says the opposite. There's a public relations handbook? Yes. I didn't know that. I've never been in public relations. I'm sorry, Mr. Public Relations. I didn't know either. It's fine. (laughs) Thank you. There's also an H&I handbook also. Yeah, I did know that. Um, yeah, so they have, but it says specifically, like, we just can't take what other groups, what other people aren't um, allowed to get. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's say nonprofits get a 10% discount on printing, and we're going to print meeting lists. We're allowed to get that 10% because we're a nonprofit, right? Yeah. And if they're going to offer it to us, we're allowed to take it. We just can't take anything that's above and beyond. So if, a, if a, a facility says, well, we're charging everybody else rent, so we know you guys are hard on your luck and you guys don't really have the money, so we're not going to charge you. Mm. That's a problem because now we're getting special treatment and yeah. that's not okay. But it also works in other ways. For example, there have been instances where a family member comes to our meetings and because they feel mm-hmm. that NA has saved their child's life and goes to like, leave a significant amount of money in the basket yep. Yep. and say, you know, and if we know that that's happening, we have to give that back because as much as we appreciate their donation and their support, it's important for our integrity that we remain self-supporting, which means that our own members are the only ones that contribute. And it also helps us feel ownership for that organization. Mm-hmm. When we do service, when we contribute, we feel a, more of a part of, Yeah. right? If we had, and it, and you know what? Look, maybe there's not a problem with a with a parent throwing in a hundred bucks to the basket, right? Mm-hmm. But then it becomes where do you draw the line? Because like maybe a hospital wants to donate, maybe an organization wants to donate, maybe right? And it becomes this place where it becomes very dangerous because if we start being funded by outside organizations, we are no longer an independent organization. We are yeah. no longer autonomous. Yeah. And so money matters. Like I have seen more fights over the seventh tradition than I have ever seen over anything else. And it's always about the rent thing. Mm -hmm. So like you can leave literature as a place for place for rent. What my group used to do because we couldn't pay rent, you know, literally we couldn't. Mm 
Mm -hmm. Um, We had a lot of extra money. So what we did is we bought basic tech as much as we could afford for the month. And if you were a new newcomer in our meeting and you said you were new, we gave you a basic tech. Nice. That was how we, we contributed because we were, had no, we couldn't pay rent and we wanted to make sure that money was used to continue to carry the message. Um, you know, and it just, there's only so many coffee and donuts you can buy. Right. And you know, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with having a free meeting space. No. For example, we're seeing now it happening all the time. There's a lot of groups now who are meeting on platforms where they're not paying, yeah. where they're free, or they're meeting outside in parking lots or other places where they don't have to pay. And nobody now is saying, well, who's paying rent? Right now it's like that. those same people who were so harsh on meetings not having to pay rent seem to have let that whole thing go. And mm. it's like, well, this is why it was never wrong to begin with, because it's got to be consistent regardless of situations. Mm-hmm. And if you can meet for free, you can meet for free. Yeah. You know, the other part of traditions is that, you know, we learn how to apply them in our daily lives, right? Mm-hmm. How we deal with other people. And tradition seven for me is something I come, I come to time and time again, especially as a single mom. My goal is to be self-supporting, right? I can take mm-hmm. money from people all day long, but that's not going to help me survive you know like my sister and I had gotten in a conversation and she's like you know why don't you ask she was saying that I should ask my grandmother for like enough money to like buy a home mm-hmm. and I was like I would never do that yeah I mean it's one thing to like ask to borrow money for like for a down payment or you know something like that but to ask for money to buy a home to me violates the seventh tradition in my life about being Ooh. fully self-supporting it's one thing to ask for help it's another to take something that's above and beyond what's okay. Mm. And so that's kind of how, how I judge it for myself in everyday life. Yeah. You know, we tell people, don't be afraid to ask for help. But, you know, like when I moved in with my parents after I left my marriage, my parents had a maid uh, like before I moved in. And they were paying the maid exactly what my phone bill cost for the month. And so I made a deal with my parents because my dad said, I want to help you you know, let me help you. I know you don't have any income right now. I'll pay your phone bill. And I said, well, that's great. But how about this? How about you get rid of the maid and I'll do all the housework. So again, I can remain fully self-supporting instead of paying the maid. I'm, you know, it's my responsibility now, not just as a, I'm one of five people in a house who has to do my own part. I do all the laundry. I do all the cooking. I do all the cleaning. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's my way of maintaining being fully self-supporting, even though he's having to help me pay for some of my bills. So, you know, there's a level of, of help. And I feel like that's kind of, it's the same thing. Like we can ask for help as a group, right? We can ask an air, we can go to area and say, Hey, our group can't afford rent this month. Can we get help? An area will help a group pay for rent if it has to be done. But you can't ask that it's different to ask for area to help you with a month, right? Within the organization. That would be like me asking my partner to help me pay my bills together if we're living together, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a different thing for me to go to outside help and ask for something above and beyond, which would be the same as going to uh, a venue and saying, hey, let us have our meeting here for free forever because we don't want to pay. Yeah, That would be the same thing as me asking for money to buy a home. You know, and you can see the line. And I feel like if the line is clear with the tradition, so it's easier to keep it clear within my own life. And, you know, as I said, you 
I think the seventh tradition is the one that causes the most amount of fighting. But I really believe, literature-wise, literature it's the one that's laid out the clearest. Yeah, like, I I'm agree. I'm always confused why people don't get it. Mm-hmm. No, I agree totally. You know, like, there's places where it says, I've heard people say, well, you can't, you can't pay rent by, like, mowing the lawn of the place. And I'm like, yes, you can. There's actually places in our literature that it says that's, that's a perfectly acceptable way to pay the rent. Really? You know, it's not something that's normally done. Yeah. And if you look at the PR handbook and also in like the um, the group book, I think, in one of these places it talks about other ways in which you can pay rent if you don't have money. You know, hmm. and cleaning up and doing extra, you know, doing work around the building. We had a guy in, in my old area in Maryland who did work for the church, like this maintenance work uh, as a way, and then they didn't have to pay the same price in rent. Like that was, that's, was a deal they had it's still being self-supporting you're still contributing to that you're not getting something for free yeah and it's and that's okay but a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people are like that you can't do that you have to pay cash and like how do you think groups got around how do you think groups started when there was no large groups that made money Mm-hmm. And think about it. When any was young and new, do you think the first couple people who started a group who were just coming in off the streets had money to pay rent for a meeting space? Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. So there had to be other ways in which they were able to maintain being self-supporting and still having meetings. Yeah. And so it's not like right now most groups are financially sound. And that's a, that's a blessing. But that doesn't mean that's how it's always been or always will be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the benefit of, of what's been going on now with like the pandemic and, and groups being locked up is I think it's causing people to take a different look at the tradition, mm-hmm. right? Like before, people were so into paying money, right? Like you have to pay a location, you have to pay rent, so you're violating traditions. Now people are meeting all over the place for free and they're mm-hmm. not paying anything and nobody's, you don't hear that anymore. Mm. I don't know. I'm I'm interested to have like a discussion with you guys about this tradition because I feel like this is the one that you always hear brought up, right? It's the one that's mentioned at every meeting. Yeah. You always hear it. Like, we, you know, we pass a basket around because of our seventh tradition. Like, you hear people talk about the seventh tradition in meetings almost every single meeting you go to. It's the only tradition that you'll hear that way, right? The only other one that maybe you'll hear that way is when they talk about um, our only requirements membership is a desire to stop using, right? That's the yeah. only other one. What's what's Matt that say? Here, they'll let any motherfucker in this place. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great tradition. <laughs> but it's just funny to me that seven is the one that is brought up at every single meeting, regardless of where you're at, regardless of area. It's always talked about. Oh, Eric has and Eric has some controversial this, stuff for for this one. For seven? Yeah, well, I can't wait. Do I? You do. Your suggestion to the home group <laughs> about what to do with our basket? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Why don't you regale us Ooh, with I that? I want to hear it. Yeah. So, about a few... Well, it's not my home group. Any, it's not anyone's it's home not group. It's not any of our home no, group. It, it was all three of our home so, groups so at the time. Um, wow. Like, I, I don't carry cash. I actually don't even carry a wallet anymore. I just have, like, a few cards in my phone. So... The fact that a basket gets passed around, I feel like, is kind of, I don't know. Outdated? Yeah, it's a bit analog. It's a bit like... I'm all about the analog. 
Well, I mean, David has like a VCR player and an Amtrak. Like, it's like uh, it's a laser disc. Yeah, I mean, but I I think Thank that you. considering. And yeah, you're going to have people with 30 plus years saying like, oh, we've always had cash. And it's like, sure. Yeah. Cash is like cash is king. Cash is dirty and a way to transmit disease and disgusting shit. Um, But like I have my phone, you know, like that's how I pay for things is with my phone. Mm -hmm. So I think that groups should have like a digital basket. And, you know, have it linked to a Venmo or a PayPal. And the, the issue that came up, which I think is fucking stupid, but it is what came up, is like, well, we don't want to, like, you know, support PayPal. And I'm like, well, I mean, okay, so, like, what if I had euros and I put a euro in the basket? Like, am I supporting, like, the EU? Like, and not supporting American, like, the American dollar? So I I think like at the but end of the day it's money. Doesn't make any sense because otherwise you're supporting a bank, right? Like every exactly. any area has a bank account. Yeah. So well, like, and well, you yeah. pick what bank you want, so you're you're supporting a bank then instead of that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It, it so we should all ridiculous. have cash under a mattress, man. We can't we can't we, we can't be funding the Bank of America, dude. That's 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 against traditions. We're paying them. No, it's not it's not right. No. My area uses Venmo now. Yeah. There you go. Because it makes sense. Yeah, right? it does. I was totally for yeah. it. Because if everyone goes out to dinner, like, you know, more more often than not, instead of doing a card split, someone takes the entire charge and then everyone Venmos that person, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, I, I just don't carry cash. I know you do, David. I love it. Yeah. I love cash. Carla, do you have any cash? No, I think that makes sense. And you know, Venmo actually doesn't charge a fee because really, if anything, that would be that would be the argument is that certain certain cash app type things charge fees, right? And you lose some of that money, but Venmo doesn't hmm. charge a fee when you're when you're transferring it that way. And what my area started doing, in fact, we just started doing it a couple of months ago because our area was paying for groups to use Zoom. Uh-huh, and yeah. My group doesn't use Zoom. My area, my group actually uses Discord, which is a free service. We don't mm-hmm. pay for it. We don't use Zoom. Um, I don't. We chose not to use Zoom because of anonymity reasons. Because it was too open. There was meetings getting hacked. Discord people are still anonymous. Um, I felt it matched with our traditions better than Zoom, but I was in the minority. But my group, my group loves me, and they bought my argument. <laughs> so we meet on Discord. But you're very um, convincing, Jackson. But our area. Yeah, I try. <laughs> but our uh God, I couldn't area, imagine you, you know, using it. You were probably super manipulative. <laughs> oh my god, it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> well now speak. You would you would give me you would give me what you had and you would feel like you were doing the right thing, you know? Like <laughs> God, yeah. I was, I was very manipulative. I would love to be friends with you while using be like Jexy, go talk to the dealer. We're gonna we're gonna come out. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're gonna come out like bandits. That's exactly how it happened, though. Yeah. I and I kept us safe. Like if we were messing around, like even when I was younger, and um, we would always be in my car when we drive around and smoke pot mm-hmm. or like whatever ridiculous thing we did because I could talk us out of trouble. You're so you're so, so mom. Knew, like, you, you have you have such that motherly quality that I would feel so comfortable using with you. It would be great. <laughs> but didn't I've heard that a lot, Carly? Didn't your home group sort of circumvent the 
charge for Zoom? So we talked about it because uh-huh. we do use Zoom. Uh-huh. Um, but through the school that I'm attending, I have it for free. So I'm given an account. So I made a different meeting room. Which has additional security, so I haven't. We haven't had the hacking problem, mm-hmm. but I'm not paying for it. And the home group's not paying. And the for home it. group's not paying for it. Is that against tradition? Well, now that's interesting, though, mm-hmm. because technically, if the school is paying for it and you're using an account paid for by the school, I could see an argument that that would be violating seventh tradition. Now yeah. I don't actually personally care. that's not an argument I would ever make because I feel like look if you can meet you can meet and and it is important to say that it it is written all over the place that carrying the message is the most important and Mm -hmm. if it comes between violating a tradition or carrying the message like you like you always carry the message first absolutely and even if it may be unclear about other traditions so Mm -hmm. if you in this case you're carrying the message, so the fact that technically it's probably violating Tradition 7 doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. um, regardless of what anybody else would say. But technically, an outside organization is funding the meeting. Yeah, it's tax dollars. We deserve it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, everybody. <laughs> now I feel bad for using no, Zoom. No, don't. No, no, no. I think it's good. I think it's good because, look, not all areas have money to hold meetings, and if you have an opportunity to do it, as I said, it says in the public relations handbook, it says it in multiple places that if you're if like in situations like this, like even if, if you, there's a church, right, who says, look, we know, you know, and you want to have a meeting, let's say, in this building, and the building normally charges rent, but you can't pay it. And the group says, look, we know how important it is for you to have your meeting. How about we'll let you for the first year have your meeting for free, and then you can start paying us rent. Mm-hmm. Because, and you know, let's say there's no other meetings in the area, and, and this would be the way to carry the message. Like, you would do that because it's more important to carry the message yeah. than it is to worry about paying for something. So mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't say, but if, if you got somebody on the meeting who was, like, crazy about traditions and following them, like, strict to the letter... And they knew that the school was paying for the account. And don't get, we have people in our area who are doing the same thing. So don't, I'm not trying to pick on you. Yeah. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, technically people could, would, could give you a hard time about that, which is, that's what I'm saying. Tradition seven is something people use as ammunition to like try to be right about things as mm-hmm. opposed to thinking about the purpose of it. Absolutely. Right. Like using your free account to carry the message. There's no negative repercussions about that. Right. Like the school's not going to come after you and say you used it for something else. So now you owe us. Right. There's no negative coming from the other side. Therefore, it doesn't matter. And that's what people who are very crazy about the set of tradition miss. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're not really taking from anybody yeah, either. We're not, not harming. We're not, not stealing. Like we're not scamming. Yeah. Right. And we talked about right. like so technically fine. We talked about um, like a virtual basket to collect money for. It, and it was like, well, if we do that, then we're collecting the money f- to do what with? Like, yeah, to give to me to not be able to pay, like go to the organization I'm with and be like, oh, here's we've been using Zoom. So you're not even taking donations right now? We're not taking right do- donations. Oh. We're not taking anything. That's good. My group that's, isn't either. That's even... My group isn't taking donations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're asking people to donate directly to our area's Venmo if they want to support. But we don't have any expenses either. We're, if we took money, like, where would it go for? Like, me, because I chaired the meeting? Like, yeah. it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense. 
we don't have any expenses, so we don't take any money either. And but we encourage people to. Do, our area has a Venmo, mm-hmm. so we tell people how they can donate directly to the area if they want to support the area. But yeah, a lot of meetings now aren't taking money. There's no expenses. Why take it? Yeah, no, that's great. So what are you, what are your thoughts on the seventh tradition, Carly? Oh yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. I'm gonna fry yeah, no, you. I don't have any thoughts you don't about have, it. You don't have any? Okay, that's fine. I actually do have a semi passionate stance on a, a part of the seventh tradition as it pertains to uh, donations, and I've called out uh, whole rooms of people who I in my sponsorship family we believe that your um donation shouldn't i think you were at the meeting when i did it too carly when i did the numbers when i did the math so say say in your active using you spent an average of twenty dollars a day for however many years and then you come into recovery and you're only putting a dollar in the basket for x amount of years the the offset it, it it's not even comparable. We paid into the drug system like a hundred times more than we're paying into the recovery system. But we see all these people getting really, really good lives. They're buying two and three houses. They're driving Mercedes. They're buying a boat. And then they have the fucking audacity to come into a program that has saved their lives and got them those multiple houses that got them that fucking Mercedes that got them that fucking boat and put a fucking dollar in the basket. But then the same kid who's in a recovery house is putting an equal dollar in that fucking basket and there's there's a ridiculous unequivocal problem with that in my family like in my sponsorship family like it should hurt a little bit like you you like if you have a five dollar ten dollar if if you only have a twenty dollar bill in your pocket and the basket comes around you better damn sure put that fucking twenty dollar bill in the fucking pocket in in the basket because you earn that like how much we've paid into such a fucking corrupt system of of drugs and alcohol and now we we want to get stingy with our fucking money in recovery i think it's tremendously unfair and i think it's it's an extension of people's selfishness in recovery so um i guarantee about i've outdonated you eric in recovery don't guarantee it don't don't trip when you (laughs) when you step down off your soapbox um but I disagree 100% with you. you do, I, they, of I course think, you would. I think that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my Why life. Why is that ridiculous? You paid into the fucking drug system tens of thousands of fucking dollars. Yeah. And now you're not going to even attempt to equally offset that with a, with a positive force? People can put as much money as they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. So the person but in the recovery house who, who's what, giving a dollar, his under, dollar is worth stop. more than yours. Think about the underlying construct that you're saying is you're saying that people who have more should donate more yeah. than people who have less. It's called amends. No, it's, it's yes, it is. Each person has different levels of like what they what they did first off. Absolutely. And then we're like just because someone makes more money. Uh huh. 
doesn't mean they should be donating more. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's a requirement. As much as they want to donate, absolutely. And I have a what, problem with the per- with the personal ethics of it because that asshole who has multiple houses and a boat and a fu- and is riding up to the the meeting in a fucking Mercedes and I'm putting more money in the basket than him. Fuck that but, guy. But that's his. That's your prerogative to put more money in the basket. I understand that. And so you know, I have a different opinion than both of you. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Jackson. Yeah, so uh, it's funny, actually, they bring that up. So I was always under the impression that we should all be contributing fairly equally. But Mm -hmm. um, I just because and I do think people donate too little, right? Like a dollar today is not worth what a dollar is before, Mm -hmm. right? Like the dollar in the 80s is the dollar today isn't just equal, right? Absolutely. So I do think that people should be, if you were able to put a couple more dollars into the basket, I mm-hmm. still see people put five cents into the basket, and I'm not going to make them feel bad for it. That's what no, you have no, to no, 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 no. Thank you, right? But I was on, so as I said, our area has a Venmo account now, mm-hmm. and people can donate. And our treasurer, we we determined that it was go to our treasurer. Our treasurer actually, obviously, she gets the names because Venmo accounts aren't anonymous. Mm-hmm. So she blacks out the names so that it stays. It, the only person who ever sees it is her. She's our treasurer. It's fine, right? But yeah. she blocks out the name. And what I noticed was, I in my old area, and at least from what I had always been told, is that nobody, nobody should be contributing well over what anybody else is. Because then they would have a feeling that they have somehow their more a part of NA or they've contributed, they own more of it, right? Mm-hmm. So that it should be fairly equal and that we shouldn't be accepting super large donations from anybody. Well, we know, I noticed last month actually in my area when I was looking that there was three different donations in, in, in two groups or something that were of a hundred dollars or $200. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the, my area, I said, does nobody have a problem with that? Because the way I was taught is that that's insanity, right? Like, even if you have it, to donate that kind of money almost makes it seem like it's not an equal thing anymore. That you, it's the same reason why we don't take outside donations, right? Because we don't ever want someone to feel that they're owed more or they deserve more or yeah. they, we owe them something, right? And if you start putting in $200 into the basket, whether virtually or in person, you're going to start feeling like, in my, this is how I was taught that you have more of a say. So if you put two hundred dollars in the basket in your home group and nobody else is contributing, are you going to be okay with saying we're all the same? Yeah. Because technically, you're funding the the group, right? Mm. So uh, my area looked at me like I was insane, and that who cares if people want to donate hundreds of dollars? That's on them, right? I, we yeah, don't have a right to tell them that's no. That's where I'm at. But which was the complete opposite of what I had been heard from my old area, which was we should never be accepting donations that are ridiculously large. And in my old area, mm-hmm. I remember there was a case where somebody put $100 in the basket. Yeah. And after the meeting, they quietly gave it back and said that that was inappropriate because it's so much beyond what the rest of the group is donating that it's that it violates our traditions. And so I think it's really interesting because... I think that's a really good discussion to have about is there an appropriate amount of donation or is there an amount that's too much? What if you have somebody who's a millionaire NA and they write a $5,000 check check, and they give it to the group and they say, you know, whatever you don't need, do to the area. 
is that an appropriate donation to take from one individual? Mm -hmm. Or have we lost being fully self-supporting because now we're technically being supported by one donation, one person? Yeah. So, like, think about it like this. Like, so my old home group, the Friday night. Yeah. I paid rent for that meeting for, like, Mm -hmm. a solid year because we didn't have any home group. Like, we had no money. You, out of your pocket? I would pay rent. That, that's, I don't think that's right but at all. according to you, you're supposed to donate more. So because the group that's couldn't different. afford it, that's different. I pitched in the money to always make sure we had rent. Yeah. And like, so I'm not saying it's wrong. That? But we did the same thing with coffee and sugar and cups. And that's how true. much money did we put that's out That's true. We did. Room? I forgot about that. Quite a bit. Yeah. Where's, where's that coffee come from, David? What? Where did the coffee come from? Starbucks? I bought, no, I bought the coffee. But you bought nice coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I want to drink nice coffee. And why? You went above and beyond. Because I'm a snooty so, asshole. So That's we, why I'm a coffee so snob. That's why. had the Starbucks coffee, right? We had Dunkin' Donuts. Whatever. And I same did the same thing. thing because I cared about our home group. NA brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. No, I'm kidding. That's a total <laughs> joke. Total joke, everybody, if you're listening to this. That is not a thing. It does not exist. No, we don't need to edit that out. It's a joke. No, I'm not. Um, okay, good. You're um, so what happened? I want Carly to tell this story about what happened at her anniversary with a donation. Oh, okay. Um, Semi-controversial. Yeah, so my first anniversary, mm-hmm. um, one of my best friends came and put a $100 bill in the basket. Mm-hmm. And we... I mean, didn't... I can't remember who noticed it. I don't know who noticed it either, but they approached me after the meeting and was like, we can't accept this from her. Please give it back. And it became this whole discussion because she refused then to take it back and wanted nothing to do with it. So she said, fine, if the group won't take it, Carly, you have to take it. I'm not taking this this money back because I want you to have it. Mm -hmm. So then I ended up donating it to the group. Yeah. Like, is that controversial? Yes. No, I think that, well, I think, I think it was all handled correctly, even though the whole situation sucked. Yeah. Right. Like, I think that technically it, it, you can't have someone who's not an addict, right? If she was Mm -hmm. an addict and she was just there and she donated, that would be different. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but if she's not an addict and was just there to support you and donated the group's right, they can't take it. But, you can donate it. Yeah. So it would probably have been easier from the beginning to just, you know, be like, this is, I put this in for, Car- this is Carly's donation, right? Like I gave this to Carly. Hmm. It, it would have been, that was the right thing to do was for it to be something given to you and you choosing to donate it. Right. But yeah. if you're not part of NA, you have no idea. Right? Yeah. Like, how are you going to know that like putting, and at least they came to you and not to her, because I can't imagine how that must feel to like think you're doing something good and then have people come at you. <laughs> it would be like, we you don't want your mean? fucking money. <laughs> right? Like, that must feel really bad. Yeah. And I don't blame her for not wanting to take it back. But I, I think the way you handled it was the best way to handle it. I totally had a hand in that as well. You say, well, I'm donating it. I kind of, I I think that was handled right. I think it was me that figured out the loophole. I was like, just give it to Carly. It's a gift to Carly. Carly's going to put it in the basket. Carly's an addict. Therefore it's fine. So I was like, (laughs) boom, right. Bing, bang, boom. You feel that's definitely the way to, to make it happen. You look contemplative, Eric. It's just semantics at that point. It's just kind of, it's fucking stupid. Like it's, it may be, but like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't want your fucking money and take it back. And 
cause this huge con like exactly like, yes. like thing with her because she tried to do something that she felt was right. No, mm-hmm. I I get that. It's still just it's ridiculous. Like, it, it, this, this, what's ridiculous? Nothing changed. The hundred dollars is still in the basket. Yeah, just. The perceived avenue of how it got there, Chief. Yes, we we but laundered the money into the group, hundred percent. We I'm just, I'm just we saying. funneled, then, the, then we funneled we it through an intermediary, which was Carly. We just, laundered the money into some, the group. What am I some, just supposed to pocket the hundred dollars that she doesn't want and go do God knows so what with it? Well, sometimes, <laughs> like the fact that these conversations even come up at all, it's just like, oh my God, like, this is why I'm not in meetings anymore. Like, that is, like, the reason why. No, and like, I understand that. And, I like, I understand what you were saying, Jexy, about somebody giving an, an overwhelming amount. Like, my my personal opinion is just, it, I, I think it just speaks to people's personal morality and, and their own level of recovery because... You know, you get to know people and see people in the area, and you know vaguely how how well they're doing financially. And if you just see them year after year, right. you're like just putting a buck in, it's like I'm not doing nearly as well as you, and I'm putting a five in. Like I'm not. And this, this me goes, personally, this me goes personally, poor thing with you though. Like, like yes, we, I feel a very strong desire to give back. But, I feel like I am indebted to Narcotics Anonymous. Okay, but I, you can feel that way, but exactly. it doesn't mean that everybody feels that way and feels like they need to give. No, 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 and I understand that, but like I, I, I don't know why more people don't feel that way. That's that's the like. Well, you know what? Sometimes people feel that way, but instead of donating financially, you donate your time. That's but true. Doing that's true. I might not be NA seeing the whole equation. Just, right, because if you're doing service, right, like. Whether you have money or not, mm-hmm. if you're doing, if you are having service positions and you're doing, you know, you're volunteering and you're doing oh, all yeah, these things totally. in NA, mm-hmm. and you're also giving money, mm-hmm. it's almost too much, right? Whereas if you're like, look, I can't do service. I don't have the time for that, but I can give an extra few bucks to contribute. Yes. Then I feel like that's equal to somebody who can't really contribute financially, but is contributing their time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like I. And also, when it comes to the outside, um, like the outside, uh, like with Carly's friend giving money, mm-hmm. my home group now, when we, when we, before we pass the basket, we specifically tell people because we have a lot of families or people who come, um, you know, like nurses. We're by a hospital, so like a lot of nurses. We're by we're right by Rutgers University. Oh, so nice. We have a lot of students that come. Um, and so we always say before we pass around the basket, if you are not an addict, please do not contribute as we'd like to remain fully self-supporting, but we're really, mm-hmm. really grateful you're here. Oh, and yeah. then we pass the basket. So we specifically let people know that we don't want their money. Um, yeah. and I feel like when you do that, it makes it easier because sometimes people don't know, mm-hmm. right? Like even if you yeah. think about it this way, you've never been to an NA meeting and they're passing a basket around and people are putting money in it. You're going to reach in your pocket and throw in a dollar because you don't want to be seen as not doing the right thing. Yeah. And then to have someone come up to you afterwards and say, you shouldn't have given that dollar. What were you doing? Well, they, of course they have no idea what they're doing. They just told us they've never been to an NA meeting before. Yeah. So I think it's about, understanding who's there, right? If you have an anniversary where you can assume that people are there who may not be addicts, an easy way to make sure that doesn't happen is to state that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Because then it probably, at that, if that was stated ahead of time, 
Carly's friend probably would have said, well, I kind of took Carly. I kind of wanted to throw $100 in. And Carly could have said, well, I'll throw it in for you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, like, that probably would have been thought about before it ever came up if the group knew the audience. Right? Yeah. There's little people that have been there before. We don't say those lines. We yeah. only say them if we can see that there's people we don't recognize. You you actually just brought up a really great point with newcomers. Like I'm sure when you like I when had you were no idea. you didn't know. Did you just automatically put a dollar? I had no money in my wallet, so but, I I felt say, so much guilt leaving there because I had no idea what it was for. Yeah, or, and and I, I'm sure a lot of people would automatically think that like, oh man, I'm supposed to pay a dollar from here. Like it, I think that's a, a kind of a gap in communication for newcomers. Yeah, that's for a, newcomers, we say that again. That same group that we say, like, if you're if you're not a member of NA, don't contribute. And we we specifically say, if you have a dollar or two to give, please do. If you don't, please don't let that affect you being welcome here. It is way more important that we have you in that chair than we have your money. Yeah. And that's what we say at the beginning yeah. when we hand out that basket. We make it clear. Yeah, it should be communicated no to, know. to the nth degree. That's up to the group. Yes, like, absolutely. So it's up to the, up to the group. up totally. to the group and how they write, you know, the preamble. And but I, I was thinking about our home group, the way we would say it is, uh, now, uh, according to our seven traditions, the basket is being passed, so we, we are fully self-supporting. Uh, the money oh, yeah, goes yeah, for yeah. blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. But... I think another line that should be in there is that Narcotics Anonymous is free. You are not required to put anything in the basket if you do not want to. Well, that's up to the group. Yes, it's up to the group. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. I'm saying for a from a newcomer standpoint, I could understand how that basket like was like, terrified. Yeah, she was terrified. <laughs> she was really oh shit. Like I didn't know. Like I mean, I cried my whole first meeting, so I was in no state she to do anything. Shit. A lot of us have. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jaxie. <laughs> Eric doesn't cry. He actually, he just lubes up his gears with uh, motor oil on a regular basis. And that's what keeps him going. Because <laughs> he is a robot. I cried my whole first meeting, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember anything that was said. I remember where it was and when it was. That was it. I mean, what's their... Uh, I'm not say anything yet. No. All right. Well, I, th- I think we've covered all our controversial bases. Are we having it? Are we? Do we do a Twitter at the end? No, we don't do a Twitter at the end. We do not um, do a Twitter. We can do like a topic. A quick topic? Yeah, a quick topic. Do you um, have a topic, Jexy? Oh, I don't know. You guys pick. Oh. Um, I got, I don't know. What you got, Eric? So I'm going to keep it on the seventh tradition. Okay. And where... Do you draw the line on being fully self-supporting outside of recovery? Ooh. Okay. All right. So whoever wants Love to it. go first. Jackson, you go first. I need a minute to think about this. All right. All right. I'll go first. So it's kind of what I was talking about before. So I, I think there's a really, there's a line between being fully self-supporting and also not being afraid to ask for help Mm -hmm. because we all need help sometimes. And to say, I want to be fully, like being fully self-supporting is a goal, right? But it doesn't mean that if we ask for help that we're weak, right? Because our step work tells us like we we should ask for help. So when it comes to things like, as I said, I have no problem letting my dad pay my phone bill because mm-hmm. I'm contributing to the household in a different way for now. I, I did not expect for my marriage and, you know, the, 
almost three years ago now when it ended and I wasn't working. I have two kids, right? Like I had to ask for help, but you know, and, and I'm, and I'm okay. Like if my grandmother who has a little bit of money is able to help me with like a down payment on a house, I would take that once I was able, once I knew I was able to like completely pay for mortgage and all that other stuff. Right. But I would never, even if she was financially able to take enough money to buy a whole home. Because to me, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like asking for help, any like what's reasonable, right? Like a lot of people in our age group, when they need to buy a home, they don't necessarily have the money for a down, uh, down payment unless they ask for help, right? Yeah. Like that's a reasonable thing to need help with. But someone in our age group also would never expect somebody else to buy them a home outright. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of where the line is drawn. Like there's acceptable things for help. And then there's just not, like, are you working? Are you trying to get a job? Are you doing the best you can? Mm -hmm. And if you're doing the best you can and you need help, that's fine. But if you're sitting at home, like, not trying to get a job, like, playing on your computer all day, like, you know, rubbing off of everybody else in your life, like, that's a problem. Yeah. And so I think that we have to determine that for ourselves. Like, we know what we're doing, whether it's enough and what's acceptable to ask for help. Like nobody else can tell that to us for us, you know, Mm -hmm. like we need to really figure that out for ourselves. But I I feel like for myself, like I have a really good idea of where that line is. And just because someone's willing to give me money doesn't mean that I'm going to take it. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say. uh, How am I like, autonomous and fully self-supporting i don't i I can't even recall besides for like wedding gifts where literally my wife and i paid for our entire wedding so the only like we didn't register anywhere we didn't ask for gifts like we very subtly were like hey give us your money (laughs) like that was about it because we paid for everything ourselves like we didn't have any help from my parents or her parents because they just monetarily couldn't do it. And so, like, we just wanted to, like, break it, even on the event. And that was probably the last time I've asked for any sort of money from anyone. Uh, And I think it went a lot in 8 and 9 with the times that I sort of... um, used used people like used my sister for a place to stay without like properly um compensating her like i I was living for free in eight and nine i've made those amends and i've paid a lot of that stuff back um so, so i think uh a lot of that stuff for seven for me came to fruition and repaired themselves in eight and nine so i i can't really I, I, I don't know of any donations that have been offered to me in the in recovery. Carly? I don't know. I guess I have quite a few, but like I'm not out there like asking for it. It's yeah. more of the offer. Like now with my wedding coming up, I like yeah. my parents I don't my parents have both passed away. So we don't have somebody on that side of the family. So his parents came to us and were like, we're going to pay for this amount of the wedding. Mm-hmm. And 
Like, I don't, like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's okay or not. And, like, whatever is over that budget. I think that's perfectly fine. Weddings are then, fucking expensive. Yeah. But then, like, and his mom's the type that's like, no, like, we want, like, the extravagant wedding and this and that. And where I would have been fine just going to, like, yeah. courthouse. Yeah. But, like, that's the, I think, like, the only money, like, I've really taken is that. And then even my aunt, like, she... We went and picked out the dress, and then three hours later, she goes, check your Venmo, and she paid for the entire dress. Yeah. But, like, how, like, I don't, like, I'm not ask, out there asking for it, but mm-hmm. just then, like, when that happens, like, how do you say no? Or, like, no, I don't want this. Like, does that mean you're ungrateful? Mm. Yeah. It's a fine line, like, especially, especially with family. okay to accept gifts. Yeah. If people want to help you and do something, and there's, I think... A lot of times I think denying people's gifts is almost like worse. It's rude. Oh yeah. Like in a lot someone, of cultures, it's saying, like super I'm, I'm rude. giving you this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's absolutely okay. Like if my grandmother was like, Hey, I bought you this house. <laughs> I'd be like, well, that's a different story. Right. Like, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I think it comes down to intentions, right? Like when you're intending to pay for something yourself or do your, you know, do the best you can. And someone else comes in and, and helps you out and does something like, that's something to be grateful for, mm-hmm. you know, like that's it. <laughs> you know, like I, I believe that that's absolutely okay. Dude, if somebody's buying me a house, I'm taking it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm be like, I'll, I'll, I'll get you back somehow. I don't know. What about you, Eric? Um, so, I mean, just like the concept of like being fully self-supporting, like kind of like what you were saying, Jexy, it's like a long-term goal. Like, the way the world is kind of set up being fully self-supporting is a pretty difficult thing to be. Um, I mean, most people have a mortgage or a car payment or they have some sort of credit card debt, some sort of like student loan, some. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like there's other, like, okay. Like you want to go to school, but you have to get a student loan in order to go to school. But if you're like, well, I'm fully self-supporting, it's like, well, I guess you're not going to school mm-hmm. until you save up the money to pay yeah. for school. So, like, we... Right. But that's borrowing. Like, that's intending to pay back. Yeah. It's still... But you're not, you're not self-supporting, though. Like... Technically. 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 No, I under, Yeah, I see what you're... Yeah, I see what like, you're... Like, so even, like, just, um... Because, I mean, like, think about, like, uh, we're fully self-supporting. Though. Well, so was the other thing, though. So that, no, that's yeah. just per, that's just so my I'm personal just saying, opinion. That's like, not semantics. That's that's well, opinions. I'm, it's. I don't like yell at people about it. I just, no matter, I just feel strongly about. Well, it. no matter what, though, like if you are asking, there's a lot of times where you get a don- you 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 borrow something, you don't pay it back. Right? Yeah. And you go into bankruptcy. Yeah. Or something. What like if you that. die and you don't pay for this house, Eric? <laughs> I don't know. Can I have it? No, because I have my wife. You dick. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, like, if you borrow money from even a friend or from... I'm not in your will. That's bullshit. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Carly, you get everything. Eric, you're out. But. All right. I think we're we're about out of time, dude. I think we're about out of time, and um, I'm going to rush this a little bit at the end because our co-host, Carly, really has to pee. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Jaxie, let all of our listeners know where they can find you. 
Uh, the best place to find me is on YouTube or Twitter at According to Jexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, haven't posted the last couple of weeks, but I'll be doing it more frequently. Uh, it's been working like crazy. But yeah, YouTube's my, my jam. So According to Jexy on YouTube. Awesome. Well, we always appreciate you uh, coming on, and I'm sure we'll have you on in the very near future. And everybody out there, if you're listening, check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, for more information about Eric, Carly, Allie, and myself, go to podcastrecovery.com. Please become a member of the home group and uh, donate to our Patreon, our Venmo, our PayPal. We are fully self-supporting, uh, <laughs> oddly enough. So all of our microphones and, and coffee and donuts, and which we don't have. I don't but, need donuts. No, I don't need donuts either. But, but yes, all of our equipment is fully self-supported, and uh, we, we would like uh, your help. So become a part of the home group, but most importantly, everybody out there, stay safe, stay clean.